Hello, welcome to Her Dot Materials. I'm Faye. Hi. And I'm Rachel. Hello. This is usually a podcast where we're reading through and discussing Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials novels a chapter at a time, spoiler free. But in these special bonus episodes, we'll be talking about the new BBC and HBO adaptation of the books, currently airing every week for the next eight weeks. (laughs) Be warned that there will be spoilers in these episodes for Northern Lights and possibly the other books in the series. So if you haven't read the books yet, come back and join us when you're all caught up. birthday thank you it's my birthday yay or it was my birthday on the fourth um and we had an app come out on the fourth so i feel like i'm just talking about my birthday all the time yeah (laughs) and there'll be one in two weeks time when we probably also say happy birthday to you (laughs) (laughs) it's always my birthday woohoo yay birthday it was quite an exciting birthday in the sense that the tv show started the day before so i was like yes i'm into this although it was a very busy day yesterday and i know that you had horrible train delays and stuff my god my train was delayed by an hour and then I had to stand up like in the bit between carriages and then I was having like little nightmares in my head about like what if the train carriages separated and I was on the bit between it and I I was like I would be the first I would be the one that dies in this situation (laughs) and then also to top it off like the bit between the carriages it was the one that had both the toilets in went to the loo smelled fine in the toilets but in the carriage a bit it smelled like cheesy feet oh it was really bad and i got the train separately to rage on the same day and mine was delayed by like 15 minutes and i was like oh my god it's delayed by 15 minutes and rachel's was delayed by like an hour (laughs) i was like oh mine's delayed by 15 minutes it's so hard Oh, we actually have drinks with us today. We do. Uh, we do like a little happy birthday, Faye. We're and very classy. We've both got tinnies. Yeah, I've got a Strongbird Dark Fruits because it's my favourite thing ever. And I've got a little rhubarb and ginger gin and tonic. I feel like. Ooh. That was nice. Ooh, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> it's not as, not as classy as a clink of the <laughs> champagne glasses, but we're not that cool, are we? So, Mm-mm. I haven't had this one before and it's actually quite nice. <laughs> Uh, oh my god okay so, after our traumatic and slightly less traumatic train journeys mm-hmm. basically i just ordered a massive curry and then got settled right in and was like refreshing bbc iplayer every three minutes to be like is it time is it time yeah like watch the end of strictly i never watched strictly yeah i watched I, the end of strictly and yeah. they announced the show and i was like yes. i watched like 20 <laughs> minutes of strictly because i was i was like do not want to miss it I turned on at like 20 to 8 and liam was like why the fuck are we watching strictly and i was like but it's on he's like not for another 20 minutes and i was like but it's still but also you might catch a little glimpse of michelle visage so. yeah i did i did <laughs> she was great she was great um yeah i um bought loads of snacks and then didn't eat hardly any of them because I was too like enthralled and I was like making a couple of notes and stuff I was trying not to like make too many notes because I didn't want it to be like a whole thing where I missed it because I was making too many notes but like I had this like bag of like onion ring crisps and I was like eating them but I was like chewing really like really quietly because I was like I don't want to miss anything (laughs) (laughs) so I've still got loads of snacks in the flat because I did not eat them all yesterday and then I brought more snacks today because it's your birthday so many snacks So, what were your general overall thoughts on the first episode? I really enjoyed it. It kind of uh, worked perfectly for us, especially with where we're at in our reread, because like it basically spans chapters one to four, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're like literally we've just read chapter three, and we're going to discuss it this week, and then we're about to read chapter four. So like, I feel like I'm right in it, 
But also because of that, I was also like, that's not how that happened in the books. But I have to like really hold myself back from that because I acknowledge that it is like they're cramming a lot of information to like eight episodes, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like I've got to acknowledge that they're going to cut some stuff and mash some stuff up and maybe blend some of the smaller characters together in order to make them um, like make it viewable as a TV series without having to ask you to digest too much stuff. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I loved like all the actors. I think James McAvoy did such a good job of Asriel. I haven't bought him yet. I oh, just, he's I too really nice. I liked him. Like, I kind of get what you mean, but I think like the bits where he was mean, he was really mean. Like, I really did not like the like the bit where he slams Lyra on the desk. That was like the one bit where I was like, that's the Asriel that I think I'm thinking of. Because in, yeah. I always read him in the books as he's quite like aloof almost. Where he, mm. he, he seems like genuinely like a guy that cares and you yeah. just get the impression he doesn't care about anything in a lot of the books or like all he cares about is his own interests whereas he actually he had a, like a couple of like almost dad moments like failing to dad yeah when he like puts lyra back to front on the bed and you're like that's not where the pillow is james <laughs> or asriel <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true um it's actually like interesting at the beginning the like text that came up that said mm. like what demons are and all that kind of stuff um, because I suppose that's actually really difficult to explain within the context of the show and even like partly in the books because like at the beginning of the books it tells you what a demon is and like well it tells you how to pronounce it yeah um so yeah I was interested in that I, I thought that they might try and get it into the actual like context of the show like as in try and explain it to you and they do a bit because they talk I think it's Lyra and Roger talking about uh, their demons settling. And I thought it was interesting that they brought it up so soon, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's pieced in kind of in like little background snippets throughout as well. I guess there's the demon settling ceremony that they have with Egyptians, but also the librarian talks about it when Lyra's like falling asleep in that letter. And he, that's kind of what he's talking about as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the other thing that was interesting about the like text that came up at the beginning was it said that uh, Azriel brought Lyra to Jordan in the flood and I was thinking to myself is that even in the trilogy like I'm not sure yeah I don't know I can't remember yeah uh, yeah um because I'm reading I've just read the first um in the book of dust the La Belle Sauvage and like I don't want to spoil it for you Rich because I know you haven't read it yet uh, but I'll try and not to, but like <laughs> that. I will, I will read it. <laughs> the general, like the the kind of overarching storyline of that book is is that is is getting Lyra to uh, Jordan College, and um, so it's really interesting that they've chosen to put that at the beginning of Northern Lights, like the TV show of that, mm. because it's from a completely. I suppose it's quite. Not removed from the original trilogy, but there's obviously so much time between the release of the original trilogy to the release of these newer books. And it's interesting that they've made that decision to actually, I suppose, intertwine that with the original trilogy. And I wonder if there'll be like any more like nods towards it, any more yeah. like mentions of things that might happen. Um, but I suppose if you've not, because I've only read the first book, I'll read the second one soon-ish. But I suppose if you haven't read them, that that kind of stuff might just go over your head anyway. So it's not like a direct spoiler for those books if you've not already read them, if that makes sense. That's true. I think when I was watching it, because I obviously didn't know that, how, that that's a thing that is in... I kind of didn't even really know. I knew Lyra was in La Belle Sauvage a bit, mm. but I didn't. I kind of hadn't really grasped where it sits in the 
chronology of the series. Um, so yeah, I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe they just decided that was a thing. Because they do love to like throw in like random bits of exposition that, you know, TV writers have written and like, oh, I think this. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, why not? Yeah, sometimes they have to like spice things up a bit, I suppose, and make things easier to um, to understand. Yeah. And I suppose having it start with a beginning for Lyra, like as in the beginning of her life, really kind of especially because the uh, ep- the episode title is Lyra's Jordan, which is the title of the third chapter of the book, which we're about to talk about. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of yeah, it makes sense that it starts with Lyra's life in Jordan. Like, literally where it started. Yeah. And then up until the point at which she gets on that airship with Mrs. Coulter at the end, that's, like, the end of her life in Jordan. So yeah. it's very much, it's literally encapsulated in a bubble when she gets to Jordan and when she leaves. Yeah, it's nice, actually. I didn't think about it in that yeah. sense. Because I think they've, um, they've like, put so much into that first episode. Um, yeah, In terms lot. of, like, the first, like, you were saying, first three or four chapters is in one episode which I suppose it makes sense because there's only eight, eight episodes they've got to do that kind of stuff but like when I was watching it I was like oh my god there's loads of they're stuff powering like, through it powering through <laughs> I think I sent you a message that was just like Jesus they are powering through this yeah yeah it was like the first 10 minutes and it was already past like or in chapter three and I was like this is where we're up to right yeah. now this is just the first episode there's some interesting things that kind of especially compared to especially how we've discussed chapters one and two like the stuff that Azrael discusses in his powerpoint Mm-hmm. is so different like he he powers through that speech yeah um and like lyra's hiding in a box instead of a wardrobe yeah <laughs> oh my god how uncomfortable did that box look i was mm. like she's like literally just like bent over in such yeah. an awkward at least it's position like great on the side so she can look out without being seen yeah. really more easily than like a crack in a door i think and i think the yeah. pro- one of the reasons why they probably did that as well is because i think there were if i remember correctly there were like a few shots where like she makes eye contact with Asriel while she's in there and I think it probably just made a bit more sense to have it like with more like places where they can have that eye contact um but yeah he does power through that and I was actually quite upset about how shit the head looked yeah (laughs) you couldn't see it at all I was I was like oh it's gonna be a really good like gore effect like they've said the tv series is gonna be quite dark and like this is it like this like lump of a head in this like thing of ice but you just you can't see it through the ice at all yeah. he's not even got a fancy vacuum chamber like he does <laughs> in the book <laughs> it's literally especially that bit at the beginning where he's like if i can't convince them he will or something yeah <laughs> like yeah. my friend will <laughs> just like i don't know it's a bit melodramatic that was interesting too though i suppose like obviously it's a tv show so we're not going to get it from lyra's perspective because mm. it makes no narrative sense to do that on tv but the fact that um you see Asriel in the north, like, mm. for, it's not for long, but, like, you see him, like, in his little lair or whatever it is. That was one of the few bits that kind of didn't take me out of it, but I guess because, like, we've, I've never read that or seen that part of it, I was just a bit like, oh, interesting. And it's one of the main parts where, like, someone has, like, a longer conversation with their demon, and mm. it's so early on in the episode that, like, because I was watching it with Sarah and Johnny, and my boyfriend Johnny hasn't read the books before, he's heard snippets of our podcast episodes when he's been helping us to edit them. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Johnny. Um, but he was saying, like, it is, you know, it's quite jarring. Just, like, they're just going, oh, yeah, animals talk. And yeah. you've got to get over it. You've just got to get over it straight away. Yeah. Liam- like, there was one bit when Stel Maria was talking and it was a bit like, it's a CGI leopard talking. But then the rest of it, I was like, no, no, no. She's just a snow leopard. This is, like, this is great. Yeah. And, like, 
Pan was so cute. Pan was so cute. Uh, I watched it with my partner Liam, and he was just like, "Oh, oh!" Literally every time his little eyes are so big, (laughs) super cute. Um, And they say pantalimon. I know. I say pantalimon. So do I. Like I think I. I can't remember if we if we kept it in the first episode, but I think I asked like, "Is it pantalimon, pantalimon?" And we were both like, "No, it's pantalimon." And then as soon as they said it, I was like. So many names that they're like... Also, also, Tokai, Tokai, Tokai. Oh my God. (laughs) I was right. (laughs) Vindicated. Our friend Charlie like messages on Twitter and was just like, you were right, it is Tokai. (laughs) And I was like, yes. Thank God. I wasn't making it up this whole time. (laughs) God. And and what's it, Grumman as well? Grumman, yeah. There's so many. But maybe that's just being really northern. I just assume it's Grumman. But it is a U and it is double M. Yeah. I would just assume Grumman. Um, I don't think, like... Maybe it's going with, like, a lot of stuff is quite German-sounding, so Grumman yeah. perhaps sounds a bit more German. I can't I see know. me actually changing how I pronounce mm. the stuff there. Mm-hmm. Like, it just... I feel like when you when you read books and, and, like, something sits right with you, it sits right with you, and, like, then if you see it in a show or a film, it's not really Like Takai. Yeah, Takai. <laughs> yeah, it's Takai. Finally. <laughs> um, what else have I... What else did I think about? Oh, opening credits. I really liked them. Really nice. And the music is really good. Mm-hmm. I saw um, a screenshot. Somebody posted it on Instagram. Can't remember who it was now. Um, but it was, um, I think on, at some part of the, in the credits, you can there's like um, Lyra's like figure and she's like facing away from the camera. And on her uh, back is a knife. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. So people are like, oh my God, is it the subtle knife? Yeah. It could, could it be? Mm. But it, also I'm trying to think of any other parts in the book that I know about when she knifes someone or something. <laughs> Has to wield a knife. I don't know. I can't I can't think. I suppose, yeah. Maybe she does, but... I imagine it's the, the kind of credits where, because there's so much going on, there's so much imagery occurring. Yeah. Like, especially at that very end bit when there's all the worlds, like kind of oh I really liked those that like bit. yeah panoramas mm. like stacked on top of mm. each other that like squish and squish and squish and squish into like a time that's really nice yeah it was really yeah. good that. I'm gesticulating a lot during this like Faye's watching me like moving my hands around <laughs> just like they can't see you Rachel <laughs> I'm also like carefully um moving my headphones because I'm wearing dungarees and they keeps hitting my like metal <laughs> bit of my dungarees so I'm like holding my wire like away from me so I might look a bit we're weird so too professional. Rachel. we're so professional <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned the um, demon settling ceremony, mm. and because I've only read the books once, I was like um, wondering. I was like, "Is that in the books? I don't remember it being in the books." I don't, but I really like it. Yeah, I liked it too. I feel like it's what I wish we had. And you know how when someone's pregnant, they have like a gender reveal party, and that's really like let's force our fetus into a binary already. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that. what I wish a gender reveal party was, it's like, you wait till somebody's like a teenager and they know what they are and who they are and they kind of like come into their own and then you have a party to celebrate who they've become. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's mm. what that feels like as like a, a demon settling party is like, your demon's like obviously a part of you, it represents part of who you are and it's like, you've kind of become like your own person. And yeah. I think like, I would so much rather go to a party about that than like cutting a cake and finding out if it's pink or blue. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I thought that was good. I liked um, I liked the Egyptians. I like it was kind of like how I imagined them to be, really. Mm. Um, and the woman who plays Mark Costa, and I can't remember her name as an actress. Yeah, I know good. she used to be married to James McAvoy. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because they met on Shameless. Because oh. they were both on Shameless, and they were married for years, and they they're split up now. So I was like, well, I wonder if that was awkward for them or not. I mean, they're not really. In, I, I wonder if they have any scenes together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's her anyway. Like, please, if you're listening, I'm wrong. Let me know. But yeah. <laughs> I think it is her, but I can't remember her name, which is really bad of me. I liked her, but I also felt like she wasn't done some of the justice that she deserved. Hey, you got a text. I got a phone call. It's my sister. Oh my god. On your birthday. <laughs> Who do you think you are getting phone calls on your birthday? <laughs> Reject her immediately. I definitely put my phone on Do Not Disturb as well. Don't ring me. Oh, I totally just haven't done that. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to me anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, f- Nobody usually wants to talk to me. It's only because it's my birthday. Right. Go away, phone. <laughs> um, I was saying about Mark Oster. So, like, she kind of just comes across as, like, in this episode so far, as just, like, a really upset mum. Which is obviously what she is. Mm. Like, her kids gone missing. Like, she was really proud. And she has, like, her moment standing in front of the Egyptians being really proud and stuff. But you don't get the impression from the TV series, I thought, that, like, she's a really, really prominent figure in the community. Yeah. Whereas in the books, straight away, it's like, she is a matriarch. She's, like, um, this really powerful woman that everyone respects. Like, she, when she realises that Billy's missing, she's running around literally, like, smacking full-grown men, being, like... Who do you think you are? Have you seen my son? Why haven't you seen my son? Like, really, like, powerful. And she just comes across as a little bit cryy in this one, which is an equally, like, feeling your feelings is also a superpower, but it's not how I pictured her from the book, of being this, like, really powerful woman. Yeah, I know what you mean. I wonder if we'll, like, see any more of her, because, like, in the next time, which we were saying was just basically the entire next episode. Or the whole of the rest of the season, basically. It does seem like she... Like might come into that a little bit more, yeah. hopefully. Anyway, I just, re- just the demon settling ceremony again. I just Aww. really liked how happy his little hawk was that she yeah. was a hawk, and like all the other hawks and birds in the room were like flapping their wings, like yeah, <laughs> being a bird is the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, I what? Well, oh yeah, I wrote about um. I suppose moving on for that from the Egyptian ceremony, like Lyra trying to stop Azriel from leaving, like mm. running to the airship. Also, those airships look so good. Mm. Like I want to go on one of those. It means you know when we were like, what's what, what stops at the aero dock? Obviously, the airship. <laughs> Moron. Why am I like? Oh, I think they have aircraft, and then I'm like, no, there's definitely zeppelins yeah. through this whole season. Well, like, look, at least we know now. Yeah, um, but yeah, they looked really good, and it was interesting because we don't we don't get. In the books, like, her trying to stop him from leaving. Like, yeah. he just kind of leaves and that's it. But here you, you see her, like, running towards a, like, airship. Like, take me, take me to the north. And he's like, no. And I I think I messaged you about this, but oh I laughed God. so much. Little Roger, when he's like, she's special. She's more than you think she is. She's <laughs> special. But then, like, Asriel just shouts back, everyone's special. And it's, like, really, like... I, I I took that as being like really just like okay like good burn Azrael like well done <laughs> like I don't know like if that was the intention of the line like when they gave it to him when he delivered it but to me it just sounded like he was just trying to like deliver a sick burn and I was basically like, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that moment <laughs> uh, oh little Roger oh, he's so cute he's like the perfect Roger for me Lyra's Daphne Keen is great. 
Mm-hmm. I really like her, but she hasn't quite hit the nail on the head for me in terms of being like as defiant and like kind of as cheeky as I always imagined Lyra. Yeah. Like she's she's done a really, really good job, but she's, I feel like I'll, she'll like hit that moment when I'm like, yes, you're Lyra, hopefully yeah. in the next episode. I think as well, because there's so much like exposition in the first episode, you mm. actually don't really get to see a lot of the characters, even though like Lyra's in like most of the scenes. You don't really, like, she has, like, she's got a lot of lines, but, like, nothing that would kind of give you that much of a glimpse into her and, like, um, just, like, how she feels, like, what her character's like. I feel like hopefully that'll come, like, a bit further down the line, but I think it's always the same with, like, first episode of a TV show, especially one that's, like, based on a book series. It's, like, you've got so much to, like, wedge in there. Definitely. um, That it's really difficult to, like, get that across. She comes off as, like, quite a loner, which I think is quite sad, because she is... In the books so far, she is very much depicted as, like, quite a lonely child. And as we'll see in chapter three, like, she does have friends, but she's very, like, separated from them. But we don't really see any of, aside from Roger, any of her friendships. No, Also, I can't remember if in the books they mentioned if Roger was an orphan. I thought he had family in the college. I thought he had family, because aren't they, like, in the kitchen? Yeah. Aren't his, like, doesn't his family, like, not run the kitchen? It's interesting that they've made him... In yeah. the TV, they've chosen to make him an orphan as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. interesting. And, like, I feel like Lyra didn't beg to take Roger with her. I, we've yet to read yeah, those we're, chapters. Yeah, we're not there yet, are we? But um, just in interesting kind of choices for Roger and Lyra. Yeah. Also, the crypts look totally different to how I imagine yeah. them, but I loved them. Yeah. Like, the they were set so big. design. Yeah. The set design is so great. I imagine really them being, like, you know, we went to Edinburgh. And we went in the little yeah. crypt catacombs. Or like if you go into the catacombs under Paris, which yeah. I was totally going to do when I was there a few years ago. And then the queue literally went around the block like oh twice. God. And I was like, I don't need to see it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never been to Paris, but I'd love to go and see those. Ooh, the, the other bit that I didn't particularly love um, the when they were getting on the airship mm-hmm. and when... Uh, she was trying to stop Azriel from leaving. They were like having that back and forth about him saying like, "No, you can't come with me." And she's like, "Why?" And then she's like, out of nowhere, she's just like, "Is this how they died?" And he was like, "What?" She's like, "Is this how my parents?" Uh, uh, I was like, "This is this like the airship? Yeah, my parents is this died like my, the airship my parents died on?" And it was just a really weird bit of exposition that didn't fit in that at all. Like, uh, I feel like it worked because I feel like if you're a very clever kid like Lyra, you're probably gonna know that like asking him that question will make him feel guilty mm, that's interesting and like it? oh i'm worried about you going away on this airship that i've now essentially told you is like the one i think i've imagined that i lost my parents on so like i think and his the shock on his face i think was played really really well because he was just a bit like he wasn't expecting that question either i was just like what no <laughs> yeah it's interesting like it didn't land like that for me like it, it just felt really like clunky um mm. and I see I do definitely see what you mean and I think that's probably what they were trying to get across and obviously it got across to you and probably everybody else that watched it but for me I was just like mm, I don't like this why are you asking here yeah, yeah I get that <laughs> um and we are like what 25 minutes in and we haven't mentioned Ruth Wilson as Miss Coulter oh my god I knew so I knew she would do an amazing job because I loved her in Luther like I think her character name's Alice in Luther and she did such a good job and I was like I couldn't think of better casting for her uh, for Miss mm. Coulter oh I my remember god. watching the Golden Compass film and being really disappointed just the, the, the littlest thing really disappointed that they made her blonde oh yeah and just in my head, Mrs. Coulter has always been this, like, 
film noir, femme fatale, kind of like dark haired, red lipped, pale, beautiful, yeah. like alabaster human that like is somehow existing on this plane and everyone's mm. just awed by her. And like, for me, Ruth Wilson is, she is that person. And I think her first couple of lines, um, I think it's when her and Lyra meet in the dining room. That might not be the first time we see her, but that's the one that stuck with me because it's like immediately. And I think I would, even if I'd not read the books and I didn't know where her character went, I think you'd know straight away that there was something slightly off about her. And I think that's so good. Like to be be able to act well blows my mind anyway because I'm a terrible actor. But to see someone take on something so nuanced and like actually be able to get it across to you is really really good and I think she did such a good job I think Um, it's really interesting because in the in the books how we meet Mrs Coulter is very different we don't know who she is when she's first described and it's kind of like a shock when you find out who she is which we're gonna get to when we're talking about the book chapters so it's really interesting that she's literally just thrown at you and the master's like Lyra would you like to meet Mrs Coulter I think you'll find her interesting yeah and that's it and it's like Wow, that was like a really abrupt introduction to him, mm. but it was it did work really well as well. Yeah, and that's the other thing as well that I was going to mention is that the way that um, I suppose from the first episode we might see more in the second about how the children are taken, but it's very different. Like I suppose in the chapter that we've just read, chapter three, which we're going to be getting to soon, um, we see um, Tony, what's his name, Macario. Yeah, something like that. We see him get taken, and it's by Mrs. Coulter, mm. and the, we see like the basement with the children in it and all that kind of stuff. And it's quite different to that. Um, you see, like, the white trucks and stuff. Um, yeah. but And you see, like, there's a fox demon. And I can't remember if that's a thing in the books. I think um, in the books they mention one of the rumours that goes around the kids yeah. about the gobblers is um, that there's a man with, like, red glowing eyes and there's a man that sings... And there's somebody with with a fox, de- maybe a fox, de- yeah, something like that, yeah. So they've kind of just used that bits and yeah, yeah, yeah. those things. Yeah, that's just, interesting. It is interesting. Um, in general, I just want to talk about just the general casting. Yes, really definitely. loving just how many like BAME actors. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like the representation is so much better than, for example, the film, mm-hmm. which was like super duper white. Like just already just. Making the oldest, most patriarchal character thus far that we've met as the master of the institution of Jordan College, just making him a black man was just like, yes, why not? Yeah. This world may not have experienced a lot of the shit that our world has. Like, the structures are different. Yeah. Of course, of course he could be. Of course he is. And, like, I almost feel silly for not letting myself imagine that yeah. when I was reading no, it. I know what you but mean. But I'm obviously also a victim of, like... The, the white patriarchy yeah and like obviously i assume that the like most eldest powerful person in an oxford college would be a white man yeah. as so many of them probably are and probably still are so like i just love that casting decision and just so many of the casting decisions have been like yeah i think they've yes. done a really good job because i think you have um the master and then you have there's a couple of other people that are high up that are also people of colour and one is uh, like Lord Farr, he's a person of colour John Farr, yeah. yeah, and then John Farr, sorry, and then um, Lord Boreal, yes, yes, I like his yes. casting, yeah, me too and he I looks think really good in a suit as well, he looks great, I was <laughs> like, who is this <laughs> Just, yeah, I mean I know the Magisterium is bad but they all wear real good suits, yeah they do, <laughs> they do, I was like oh yes, I'm enjoying this um but yeah, I think I think they've done a really good job. I'm super duper excited to see 
Sweet Baby Lynn, which is my great nickname for Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lately <laughs> scores me. I'm so excited for that. I think that's going to be so good. I'm hoping it's going to be so good. Like, I'm quite biased because I do love him. And, I, and like, when they were filming and stuff in Wales, like, I think when they were filming the first series, it was when I'd not read the books, I was just mm. reading them. So I was kind of, like, following on, like... Lynn tweets a lot about that kind of stuff. He was posting lots of pictures and all that stuff. But they've just finished filming the second series and he posts so much. And I was like, yes, yeah, like just sending pictures to Rachel all the time of his like Lee Scoresby makeup that he was taking pictures of. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That again is really interesting because I like his casting, but I also was quite fond of the casting from the Golden Compass mm. film. He was kind of like an elderly, like white, white haired, big mustached, like Texan guy in a Stetson hat that was very like, kind of a st- like not stereotypical Texan guy but like I don't know how you'd almost imagine it if you're a kid reading the book yeah. and someone's like a strong accent Texan like, yeah you kind of like a larger that. than life yeah. stereotype of that um, person but then yeah. yeah Lynn's also great casting I think yeah the, I, th- I feel like what they're going to have done is be like we're maybe going to make some casting decisions that you might not have imagined but we've picked some people that are so bloody good, you just won't care. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, is great. Yeah. Unlike Nicole Kidman, <laughs> who I hated. <laughs> I um, I have never found, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, personally, like, attractive. Like, I've never, like... He's obviously a good-looking man. Like, I'm not saying he isn't. But I remember when I saw the first trailer and I was like, oh, my God, do I now think that Lin is hot? Is that something that I now think? <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm going to have to get my head around this. Because, like, when I saw it and he does his little, like, Texan accent, I was like, I'm into this. Excellent. <laughs> I have not yet got there, but maybe, maybe I will. Maybe, I think it's because, like, <laughs> they've kind of, like, in the trailer, like, they've kind of, like, made him seem, like, quite mysterious. He's, like, like mm. brooding a bit and, like, ooh, ooh, and it's like, ooh, who's this guy? Um, So maybe it'll, like, the the magic will go when he's actually in, like, have you seen the, the show. New... Ooh, I'm smacking the table. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the new Mary Poppins? Yes. How do you feel about him in that? I didn't, like, I, I liked him in it. Okay. Like, I didn't, like, I, I didn't find him a attractive with his it. awkward little English accent it was great oh that's a really good film I really enjoyed that film actually yeah me too it was exactly what I wanted it to be yeah what I expected from it they do that the I I didn't love the songs but they the uh, what's it called cover is not the book great song mm-hmm. like, the one with like him and Emily Blunt where they're like with all the cartoon I mean they're characters. mostly him and Emily Blunt well the one <laughs> where yeah. they're like on the stage and yeah. like he gets her up to sing and she don't want to sing and the props for that were great as well yeah. that's another thing I'm really excited about for this is the props like from the brief glimpse that we had of the alethiometer, again, really interesting, because I've, obviously, I've got the the book where the alethiometer is on the cover, and I've always imagined it like that, just, like, literally like a compass, so mm. having it squared off yeah. in a way that reminds me of, like, a travel clock. Yeah. Do you know, the little travel clocks in the case that you pop it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it makes me think of. But, um, I like that decision, and I think, yeah, whoever made that, well done. I enjoyed the scene of her shouting at it. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to work, honey. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny, actually? Because I was watching it, like I said, with Liam, and he was like, how does it work then? And I was like, why can't I remember how it works? He was like, she's asking it a question, it's not doing anything. And I was like, oh, you kind of have to, like... It kind of has to want to tell you. Like, you have to ask it the right question. No, it's got three... It's got little dials on it. Yeah. You, yeah, you but, point them at the right things, and right. then it has a third one that, like... A but, fourth one that, like, uh, Okay, so, obviously, yeah, yeah. So, she had not pointed the dials at anything. Therefore, yeah. it wasn't going to work. Yeah. yeah cool. Because so, she kind of, like, asks the question in her head, and then points the um, hands of the clock, clock face, compass face, at different symbols that she thinks frame the question in the way yeah. that she wants. yeah. 
it's really similar to a board game called Concept <laughs> that uh, Johnny got recently is really obsessed with. And you like try and explain a concept to someone by like putting um there's like a board of symbols, like the alethiometer, mm-hmm. and um you put different counters on things to try and explain what something is. So like, Do you think that's where they got the idea from? I it sounds very think similar. It must be. Yeah. And you have like this is the main concept and this is a subconcept that helps you to define the main concept in its specificity kind of thing. That's and it's cool. like that is exactly how I imagine Lyra using the alethiometer. Yeah. It's really it's interesting. If you enjoy the idea of being able to use an alethiometer, maybe look up that board game. <laughs> yeah. We are not sponsored by that board game. <laughs> But if you do want to sponsor us, <laughs> you totally let us know. Like, we're open to that. Uh, if you want to be associated with this, good luck. <laughs> We've both been watching with our partners who have never read the books and may or may not have seen the films. Mm, Liam's never seen the films. Okay. So, yeah, I've been making a point at the end of every episode to ask Johnny what he thinks. As someone that's never seen it, his response to this one is, there's a lot going on, isn't there? I asked Liam and he was like, yeah, it was okay. But Liam's not <laughs> Liam's not a man of many words, but I I will try and get more out of him yeah. and see what he thinks. I, I remember mean, when we first started doing this, he was like, I want to come on and talk about the TV show. And I was like, when I asked him last night, he had like no words about it. And I was like, okay. Good. <laughs> come on in. Great input. <laughs> you can sit there and listen to us chat shit instead. Yeah. But yeah, no, Johnny was like, he said there was a lot of stuff going on that was like, they're expecting you to take on a lot of information. Like the whole talking animals thing. And then explaining literally everything about demons in the first episode he was like there's like he was like i don't know if i just wasn't watching properly but it was a little bit hard to catch on to a lot of that stuff yeah um and i was like yeah makes sense like i'm watching it trying to pick out all the bits that i already know and he's watching it going what's going on yeah and i suppose that it's one of those things though isn't it where it's like you're laying a foundation to a huge huge world and story that there's going to be like for probably like a fair few episodes stuff that you don't quite get yet and Mm. they'll like pepper it in like the stuff with the demons like settling and all that kind of stuff i'm sure they'll pepper more of that kind of stuff in as we go along but yeah i did really enjoy it i'm looking forward to to the next episode yeah me and lee oh my god (laughs) so much is gonna happen in the next episode it's gonna be really weird to have be reading the books so not so slowly, but like so intensely. Yeah. And then the TV series is like racing ahead of us. Yeah. It's going to be, I think it's going to help keep me like really excited for reading the books. But yeah. also I'll be like, so wait for me. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yeah, totally. I feel like it might um, throw me off a bit. Disorientate Yeah. You. Like when I'm <laughs> reading the book, I'm like, hang on, wait, have we got to this in the TV show yet? And then when I'm watching the TV show, hang on, have we got to this in the book yet? And it's just going to um, be all over the place. Well, we know from now on in the TV show, we won't have got to that in the book yet. <laughs> Very true, very true. So I suppose that's good in a way, because then it helps me be less confused. True. (laughs) We'll totally be like, oh my god, this didn't happen in the books when it happens in the TV show. And then we'll get to that bit of the book and be like, we retract Uh, our previous statement. Sorry, we got it wrong. We made assumptions. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next Friday to discuss the second episode of the TV show. And we'll be back on the 18th of November with our discussion of Chapter 3 of Northern Lights, Lyra's Jordan. I'm so excited! Woo! Bye! <laughs> bye! Bye-bye! Bye!